Witness in the Dark Chapter 2 Little Man Little light in the night, show our world the way home. Show us that it can be done, live the way of life. Like a spark in the dark, set aflame our lamps that died, keep our dying ones alive, melt our frozen hearts. Until we all shall do our part, and our whole family shall rise, above the hatred, above the lies, to overcome all darkness, be our witness. Year 172 B.C. Vigilantis and Caelum. On this particular evening, Epiphany Achilles was the happiest, most exhausted person in the world, probably. It had been hours since the tiny boy in her arms had found his way out of the shelter of her womb and into a great big world, but her joy and awe were only deepening. She couldn't stop studying the small bundle curled up in her bosom, his tiny feet and hands, and especially his innocent face. He knew nothing of his future, nor did he care. He did not worry, nor even wonder what life had in store for him, or who he would become. He just lay in his mother's grateful arms asleep, breathing in, breathing out, a perfect portrait of peace and trust, as she listened and watched his little chest swell and deflate with every breath, carefully, so as not to disturb his peaceful slumber. She put her ear to his chest, listening for soft, steady thumps. And she grinned at each little sign of life, because it was the grandest miracle she'd ever known. When Haypack returned to the room and put some supper beside her, she knew it was time to give him another turn holding his firstborn son. But she peered into his sweet face just a little longer as Haypack made his way to the other side of the bed and sat down, scooting next to her and gazing over her shoulder into the face that had enchanted them both. Then he drew his arm around her shoulders and whispered, You know, I'm actually doing you a favor, Piff. She laughed quietly and gently began to shift the bundle, answering, I know, and it's very sweet of you. I would think you'd be hungry after all that, he said. I know I was, and my job was relatively easy. Yes, she said, I suppose I am hungry. Soon the baby was successfully passed from her arms to his, but his sleeping eyes had opened and he stared straight ahead, wide-eyed, at his father's face. "'Well, who's this?' Haypack gently teased. "'Why, if it isn't Vigo, our little man—' "'Little man.' Epiphany had grown up without a father to exemplify a good man to her. That had never been her lot in life. But her hope had been only to meet one to spend her life with, and to raise one with him. And now, a year after joining the man of her dreams in a home of their own— her second dream was being realized. This child would be a man one day, and his parents had bestowed him with a strong name, Vigo, meaning battle, fight. But they had learned after choosing the name that it had another meaning, of quite a milder nature, one who lies in a cradle. This young mother's goals for her child were simple, to provide him with the perfect childhood she'd lived without, protected by a secure, loving, and complete family to keep him safe, happy, and free to absorb all the learning and simple pleasures childhood could offer. And in time, he would grow to be a strong, honorable, and gentle man, an example worthy of admiration in a world lacking such men. His life, both as a child and an adult, would be an influence to light up the world. Selfishness would never be permitted to take root in him and he would add no darkness to this world already dark. 
but only ever light, love, truth, and happiness. Haypack took a break from talking and cooing to his little one, and turning to his woman, he noticed she still sat looking intently at Vigo and neglecting her food. Well, he hinted, nodding toward her supper. She smiled, and after kissing Haypack's cheek, she turned her attention to the meal he brought her, beaming as he sang to Vigo whatever came to his mind. <laughs>